0: You can't be so species centric, you know. Because if I by, mean, that's fair. by human standards, yes, maybe turnips just aren't that sexy. <laughs> <laughs> Turn- Turn- Scotch. Shenanagan. Shenanagan. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 160 of Coffee with Butterscotch, the game dev comedy podcast of Butterscotch shenanigans. I'm Seth and I'm the games programmer. I'm Adam and I'm the hitter of email frequency limits. I'm Sam and I wrote the emails that got hit. And uh, this is a show where we talk about life, business, and working in the games industry. Today is July Quick Scream 2018. Quick Scream? Yeah. 16? That's right. Uh Ah, nice. yeah. Before we get started, we have a warning. <laughs> anything can happen on this show. There's going to be profanity, and we're going to talk about things that only people over the age of 27 care about. Mm-hmm. So if you're 26, I'm sorry. We just don't have anything for you this week. Yep. So you should probably. Maybe next year. Maybe next time. Yep. All right. What's in the news? Uh, First starters, we got some we got some fat tips from some of our listeners that we'd like to offer our appreciation. Uh, it's Drell Aragul joseph Catrambone, cool it's name a good, names. And, all uh, really good names and nick the fat fish uh, uh gave us some tips over at tips.bscotch.net so thank you very much for that very much appreciate it keeps our podcast lights on it does yeah uh we can't podcast in the dark it's just too hard <laughs> actually we we don't have the opportunity because these lights turn themselves on they turn themselves on automatically we, we keep and we turn had, them off and they keep billing us yep. for it <laughs> it's a trap <laughs> uh, all right so uh, in the news this week we have something. We have a couple of really important things to to talk mm-hmm. about. One is that we're going to be upgrading our audio quality next week, probably. Hopefully, yeah, maybe because this is something. So this is this is going to go meta because we're going to talk about podcasting mm-hmm. on this podcast. Did you there? There's like a thousand podcasts about podcasting. Oh really? Yeah, there's a huge number of them. But just seems, seems people need to think of some better shit to talk yeah. about. We'll just write a book, and be done. Yeah. yeah. All right, so let's talk about podcasts. <laughs> so, so there's all kinds of interesting things that you don't realize you need to consider when you're when you're piecing a podcast. You think I just need a microphone and then I'd sit around and talk. Mm-hmm. If you listen to our first handful of episodes, you that's will, what we did. That's what we did, and that's why we don't make those episodes very available to the public mm-hmm. because the audio quality is absolute garbage. Uh, so I think at the time we were also recording over Skype. Yep. Um, we – Well, we all separately recorded. We separately recorded. We were talking over Skype. Yeah, talking over Skype because there's, there's lag. So we had to send our audio files together. I think our first couple episodes we just straight up recorded yeah. on Skype with lag and everything. Mm-hmm. Then we learned to, about fixing the lag, compiled our Mostly. files. Uh, and then we realized, hey, we've been using our microphones wrong the whole time because different microphones have different – who knew? They have different uh, sensitivities, mm-hmm. you know. And, and we had these and really like where you're supposed to put because sometimes you need to be like a hundred feet away from microphones. Yeah. Sometimes you need to have it in your throat. Yeah. <laughs> and we had these. We had these Samson Meteor mics, which are fantastic mics. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're not fantastic when they're three feet from your face. As it turns out they also pick up every sound in the room. They pick up every sound in the room, so you need to be in a quiet place. And, and you got to you got to put your lips on it. You got so we've, we've come a long way since then. You gotta, What's the point now? I guess. So where, where we have <laughs> we hit now is we're now we we moved locations. We're in this office. Mm-hmm. What we didn't know is that underneath us, we're on the second floor. Underneath us, there's just a just a rat's nest of of power cords. There's there's a river of power. There's a river just, of electricity. There's, and right next to us, there's also a data center. There's a data center. Yeah. And apparently – So there these, are bits flipping constantly. These two things, things are, give off some sort of magic. W- magic waves yeah. that affect microphones specifically. <laughs> microphones microphones just can't handle it. Uh, and so on top of that, we just, – just as of maybe two weeks ago, a construction crew has started working across the street and they are working <laughs> on the top of a building and their mechanism for getting materials up to the top of this building is to have – one man at the bottom. <laughs> at the bottom, take a hook on a rope, hook a bucket, and then put stuff in the bucket, and then he he pulls the rope, and there's this the squeakiest fucking pulley mm-hmm. in the universe. Uh, while he's like slowly, uh-huh. I, he's like, I think it's and it's up three three or three or four stories, I think. Yeah, right? he's, so hung it up, he's hung it up. He's hung it up to the roof of a three story building, uh, and then of course. What, has to, what goes up must come down. The pole's uh-huh. got to come back down. <laughs> yeah. And apparently so, it's a small bucket and they got a lot of stuff to move. Because that it's, thing just yeah, all It's day. a five-gallon bucket. And they're doing like an entire construction job <laughs> on top of this roof. With yep. this bucket. And, and so it's just all, the, all day, every day, there's a screaming pulley. Mm-hmm. And so uh, so between the electrical interference on the microphones and the screaming pulley, uh, we've had Fat Barg come in a couple times trying to figure out how to make our audio setup. up better mm-hmm. and it basically comes down to we just need a uh, we need to get better microphones yep. now like we've hit that we've hit the limit of what we're what it's it's possible so next week we may have some just you're gonna hear the buttery smooth honey we moved to the new office we were like all right we got this dedicated space we could do it up and then you know patrick comes in he's like all right he's so like, this you guys is got the worst possible space. you got like a brick room yeah. It's just exposed bricks everywhere. With windows on every single wall. Mm-hmm. And yep. then, and then with a, ce- we have a very high ceiling, but it's actually broken into sort of like a, a half ceiling in between mm-hmm. that sounds can just bounce around freely. Yes. yes. With no installation between us and the people at And above then there's this river of below. power running through the whole thing. <laughs> and then there's just screaming pulley outside. And, and we're like, like, what? How is this? Is this good? <laughs> we've, tried, <laughs> this, we've already paid for it. This, this is it us. <laughs> yeah. This is us trying real hard. He, yeah, so he came in here and he just put his head in his hands, and he's just like, <laughs> <laughs> "Dude, okay." But it turns out, you know, out. with the right mics, anything is possible. With so, the right mindset too. Yeah, so, uh, it's all about attitude. Yeah, it's all about that attitude, and using lots of noise cancellation yeah, software and knowledge about acoustics. And knowledge about acoustics, yeah. but mostly it's the attitude. Yep. Uh, so then, so we got that coming up, and then also today we're gonna play the Shenanah Jam games, mm-hmm. which I'm pretty excited about. Uh, so, I think, I think, all right. So, first of all, last year we did this and we used a meteor mic sitting on the table four feet away from everybody's face. Mm-hmm. And you can tell. It was real bad. If so, you watch that video. Mm-hmm. It does not sound Discerning very. Discerning listeners will be able to tell. Also, if you're undiscerning, real, you're real <laughs> careful. You know, to the naked ear, mm-hmm. it's very hard to parse the but difference. But if you put earmuffs on. Once your ears fine. aren't naked anymore. Also, I love the idea of a naked. Sensory organ, because <laughs> it has naked to be naked to, to work. The naked right? eye, because th- your eye is always naked. It is, but well, not you, if you well, put glasses or, once you or put contacts a, on it. Yeah, once you put a telescope on it. I Although, I mean, if you put on clear clothes, people would just probably still call exactly. You naked. People would be like, "That dude is super oh, that's naked." That's an interesting question. Clothes. If you're wearing transparent clothes, are you naked? <laughs> Yeah, does naked, uh, is it about visibility is it a, or is it about uh, is it about warmth? buffering yourself from the environment? <laughs> I think I think it's mainly about visibility. Because I guess if you, yeah, if you, you like walk would, into a. People uh, wouldn't say that you're naked. They'd just be like, I can see. Well, well how about this everything. one? All right. You walk into a bathroom, right? Uh-huh. Someone's in the shower. Their shower curtain is clear. You point in there. <laughs> There's a naked person, right? Exactly. Yeah, but but if not it's not but if it's not but if it's not clear, you're not going to point and say, "Look, there's a naked person." Right, but true. but they are naked. No, they're not they they because they're not you can't see them. them but the thing, you you're always naked inside your clothes, right? Yeah, yeah. So we're all naked right now. Yeah. so <laughs> <And> the <there's, laughs> a shower is just clothes, you know. Yeah. Just a like shower kind of is just apart. clothes made of water. Yeah, just kind of like <laughs> three feet away from you on all sides. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm not buying it because I think the definition of being naked is being without clothes. I think would it's be. just visibility. I think it's it's the presence because <laughs> what's nudity, <laughs> right? Nudity is the presence of like the naked form. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which the naked form can be seen through transparent materials. Mm-hmm. So Therefore, you could wear transparent clothes, still be naked. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, nakedness okay. is not a function you, well, of you, coverage. Well, you would
0: have visible nudity. Yes. Right? But are you naked? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <what I> was... <laughs> You're nude. This is one of the age-old questions. I yeah, think, Of it, the we, universe. You know, like I said, we discuss you know a lot of issues with a lot of nuance on this podcast. And then this is the most important one: mm-hmm. nudity, think. nakedness. What is it? What is it? How does it happen? And as with all the rest, we don't have an answer. Mm-hmm. No, too, no, we, <laughs> no, we don't. It's just too complicated. <laughs> right, so we were talking. I think we were talking about the shenanigans. So, Correct. Yep. So, uh, so we're gonna we're gonna try we're gonna try a new setup this time around, and I think the plan is we're gonna take the top ten games, mm-hmm. which is what we did last year, as rated by the people. Yes, probably 1600 not. sixteen hundred ratings. Yeah, which is so awesome. probably not good. including ours. No, because that just that's just too self serving. Yeah. Uh, also, so we already made a video about it. We already so. made a video about it. We don't need to do that twice. Mm-hmm. Um, And it's very hard to act surprised about what's happening in a game if you made it. is that. uh, We're not not good actors. Mm -hmm. So I guess we'll take games number 2 through 11. Mm -hmm. So that'll be pretty fun. And I think we'll put that video up uh, probably by the end of this week. Mm -hmm. So keep an eye out. Keep an eye out for that. Uh, Last thing to talk about for the studio is level head. I want to talk about the iterative nature of things. Mm -hmm. Well, so last week we discussed co-op because Adam – was you know militant about it was was time co-op and so seth and i were like no and then we did it so So it's done it's in now it's in there and so now you know we talk about how we don't like to plan our games and in fact i gave a gdc talk about it that Mm -hmm. some people didn't like Uh (laughs) (laughs) it was just that one really angry professor yeah, there were there were a couple people who were not pumped and one person who was real mad. Mm-hmm. Um because it is probably true that if you're on a larger team then it planning becomes very important. Uh, that's why our team is small because we don't like to plan mm-hmm. and and uh because it's just it's very cumbersome. And also we we have a firm belief that that planning is pretending to know the future and then being wrong. That's, that sounds that's about right. Yep. That's basically what planning We do is. make a lot of plans though. We make a lot of plans and they're all we're wrong. always wrong. Yep, yep. Uh, so in the case of Levelhead, you know, we're working on this game and we we iterate a lot and we try to make sure that we keep an open mind about what the game could be and don't try to put it in a box. Mm-hmm. You know, just do what's fun. And so now that we've got the the co-op in there, you know, we added this auto running mode bef- before co-op where the co- the player runs by itself uh, and then you – it becomes a, like an endless runner kind of a thing and you hit, you hit a button to jump. And then once we put – multiple players into runner mode, all of a sudden it felt like a race. Mm-hmm. So now we're like, I guess this is a race now. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so now we're going to, we got to update auto runner modes so that if you're playing it with multiple people, we add some kind of race mechanics. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once we added the ability to to punch each other using the power ups, Then we thought, well, obviously this needs to be basically a Smash Bros. style brawling Mm -hmm. game mode where instead of building a level, you're basically building an arena. An arena slash death trap because you could just set it up so that uh, so that you, you know, everybody gets three lives, you know, kind of Smash Bros. style or whatever. And just the last person alive wins. Mm -hmm. And since you can punch each other, since you can jump on each other's heads. Uh, and if you if you're doing this in a normal level head level where there's also fireballs and enemies and all kinds of other horrible stuff trying to kill everybody, then this creates a really interesting new game mode, mm-hmm. right? Um, so we want to do that, and then we even talked about adding a golf mode, which I'm excited. Well, the about. The golf one's fun because you sling <laughs> you sling your body all over the place and try to get to the goal. Yeah, so your jump button you goes know, by away. Par. Your uh, your run, your movement buttons go away. And instead, you either use a joystick on a controller or you click on the character and sort of drag like, a, like an Angry Bird slingshot. Mm-hmm. And you just hurl the character. And then we actually keep track of your strokes. Mm-hmm. And then your score is based on how many, how many strokes it took you to... Now, <laughs> my favorite part about this though is actually not any of the game modes, but what they suggested for editing levels. Because as soon as you get a multiple playing levels, you kind of want to be able to simultaneously edit them also. And so we have these little, this little hand that you use to grab stuff and put in the level. Yeah, because we thought, well, how, how – like if you're building a multi multiplayer level, then how boring would it be for the other players, like the other three people, if while you're building the level, they have to just watch. you know? So you'll mm-hmm. make a change to the level and they'll just sit there and then you hit play and then they can do stuff. Well, that's not good. So ideally we have – everybody gets a little hand and then you can just start building this thing like a freaky sort of four-person octopus situation. Why not? Why not? There's probably so, good reasons, but we don't know yet. <laughs> yeah, we don't know. Yet. So <laughs> I think, they, and I, I, I saw, I think, Airwith uh, in our Discord quoted, I think Adam from months ago on the podcast, where we we're like, yeah, this is definitely not a we're cooperative. Definitely game. not going to have, have multiplayer. No multiplayer, none of that stuff. And now we're like, it's all about it. So, but it's also best to make sure that people don't have any expectations, so true. that. Yeah, we always make sure that we say that we're never going to do something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So all that stuff we just talked about, probably not going to happen. Never but gonna happen. we're excited about it. We're yeah, excited we about get- <laughs> it. We're going to work on it. It's going to not turn out great. And then we'll scrap it, Yep. which is how three quarters of our ideas at least yep. uh, come about. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where we're at with Levelhead. And I think it's just important to to kind of recognize that that everybody's got their own dev style, you know. And so while some people are all about planning and, and design docs and stuff like that, uh, we just have our own kind of weird way of doing stuff. And it's something that I've been uh, talking about on my Saturday morning uh, game dev streams as people coming in and asking questions about like, how we make stuff. And, and honestly, it's very – I mean the, the name of my GDC talk was Designed by Chaos mm-hmm. for a reason, which is that we just kind of make crap up as we go. And then eventually we're, we just decide that the game has enough things and it's time to, to release to the public. Uh, which is why also we still don't have a release date yep. or alpha test date or any kind of date for a <laughs> level head. So uh, that's kind of where things are at with that. Otherwise, industry news. Pixel Pop mm-hmm. is happening. That's the uh, game development yes. festival. <laughs> it used to be game dev music oh. and pop culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just game dev. I stuff. think now it's just game dev. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's in St. Louis. It's happening Is this in year three or four? I think this is four. Year four. Seven, yeah. Uh, that's happening in two weekends. Uh, and I'd I say the, the quality of the convention has gone up and up uh, mm-hmm. year over year. And so if you're in this in this general area, you know, kind of the Midwest, actually had somebody drive from uh, Connecticut, Connecticut mm-hmm. last year, which was super cool. And so I think at least one of us will be wandering around at any given time. Mm-hmm. We aren't demoing anything and we're not giving any talks. We're just going to kind of have a presence there. Uh, so if you'd like to meet us, then come on over to Pixel Pop and mm-hmm. come say hello. All right, Sam, there's something you wanted to talk about. Yeah. I need a word. So long term satisfaction this, word. Exactly. So this is this problem. So on Friday night, left the office and I go to the track. Okay. To Wait. run. Okay. Not like a horse racing track. Not a horse okay. racing. A, a man racing track. A man racing <laughs> track. <Did you laughs> and say man race the week? I, <laughs> I meet up with uh, with a few of my friends Uh-oh. and we do sprints. OK. Sprints are the worst thing almost ever. But at least they're over fast. Yes. Which is why I do. Them. So <laughs> instead of running for 20 minutes, you just nearly vomit after 15 seconds. So it's the it idea good. that that if you run just for any amount of time, you experience the same amount of sadness uh, no matter what. Yeah. So the, yeah. So just sort of you crunch it down. So you crunch it all in. To a 10 second window, mm-hmm, yeah. get real sad all at once, yep. and then it's over. Yeah. So I uh, haven't done this in a long time. So we only did four of them 400 meter sprints, whatever. And absolutely brutal, nearly vomited every single time. Before. 400s are the worst of the sprints. Four 100s. Okay. Not four four hundred. Uh, so right. Yeah, been you have answer. me worried there. That's a quarter of a mile. That's slightly too long. No, to this sprint. is this is literally one lap all in right, total, cool. <laughs> total over the total. course of about thirty minutes. Oh, okay, great. So we run one, and then be like, Hur! you know, and then just stand there for a while, and then go back to you again. <laughs> so very graceful. A lot of yeah, like, power on display. You uh-huh, know, I think um, just seeing like a group of a group of guys running, and then just standing. I'd be like, Hur! oh. Yeah. So we wrap this up. And walking into the car. My whole body hurts. Feel like vomiting. My nose is kind of tingly. And I'm like, "There's no word for this because I feel absolutely horrible right now." But yep. I know that this is super good for me in the long term. It's not like contentment, right? Because that's like presently, I'm just feeling good about everything. Right? Because you're in the just worst I mean, possible mental state. Sp- generally, <laughs> in a lot of pain. But I know that there's a there's a payoff. Later, and that's exactly why I did it. Right? It's kind of like if you if you we sit need down, word. if you sit down, and you write. Or like I drew yesterday for three hours, and then I sit up and like my neck kind of hurt, and my hand's like a little, you know, been holding a pencil. It's like so it's the pain of investment. Yeah. It's like- so like what? There's no – but, but pain, I, you feel good. Pain vesting. Well, I don't know if it well, – investing. your pain. is just investing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it should be framed in the negative though. But <laughs> you, you seem know? to be centering it around pain. Well, I mean the it, it, yeah, there's a lot of pain involved. But I'm saying like that that term for when you're kind of exhausted from doing a thing but you know yeah. that the, there's some long-term gain. So, so then you're talking about the the feeling of being aware of that yes. fact. Of that Where you're like I did the the thing that I needed to do even though it sucked and there's going to be some something. Yeah, it's knowing that this sucks now, but it's for the best. Yes. You know. What? That's what I'm saying. You got got no word for it. No words are so hard to do. There's a word. There's a word for the satisfaction of seeing somebody else get hurt, which is Schadenfreude Mm -hmm. or whatever. (laughs) But there's not a word for this. There's not not a word for feeling good about doing something that sucked Mm -hmm. and knowing that it was awesome and it will be awesome in the long run. Yeah. Mm. I got nothing I can't think of I was thinking about I was like I I feel like I'm just missing one of these terms there must be something I mean can't. we talk we talk about how that's what willpower is or not like that's not the feeling you're talking about but but in sort of the, the concept is willpower is giving up short term satisfaction for long term gains so maybe right? willpower is just seeking this feeling that doesn't have a term I think that's what it is you know yeah because like once you – Willpower I mean, power is hurting yourself, but for the Usually. Than- <laughs> well, well, like, or I'm not going to eat cookies. Yeah, or denying yourself in some way. Right? Yeah, but, denying yourself the short-term pleasures of life. Exactly. But there's no word for that output, which is like, – okay, so you use your willpower to do I mean it's – it, it, I think maybe investing is kind but of – But it's not even remotely the case because like in investment sure context – Yeah, because like, – It is investment, but – It is investment, but, but it's about the feeling of having just invested. Yeah. Right? Because like, like now you just have less hurt. money. So you're saying like, like – in a financial sense, now you have less money. So you're you saying put like when I get my paycheck and yeah. I see how much went into my 401K right. and how much I don't get to have exactly now, mm-hmm. that. the feeling in that moment – That's you're the like, investment. That's oh the shit. I'm like, oh, god. Damn it. I could have bought so many Switch games. But then you, you also go. follow it up with but. Yes. Yes. Now but, my future is more secure. But in 50 years, I can buy even more Switch games. Like – Five of them even. if Assuming it might not be a thing at that point. Yeah, I don't, who knows? You know, the Switch, 100, although I guess Nintendo doesn't play that game of just putting numbers on things. So. Intel laser eye games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, laser eye games. Those will be a thing. Because so it is an investment. You're correct. Right. But so you're, this- not, you're not talking about the concept. You're talking about the feeling. Talking 100 about the feeling. So you can see, like of, you're like, oh, I'm feeling so pissed yes. right now. Like, insert feeling. Well, basically, it's like I did the thing that was hard and it hurts so bad right now, but I know it's gonna be good later. If that's what I want, in one word, maybe smugness. <laughs> <laughs> no, ah, yeah, Feels that's so almost smug right that's now. That's close. It's almost smug. Good for you. It's like self-smug, future-smug, self smug. self-smug. <laughs> no, that doesn't work. Is there any other kind of smug? I don't that's know. I got to think kind. about it. I didn't know if maybe you guys would just have something. For I, don't have I guess something. not. Maybe we have a German listener who has a German word for because I, I Germans, guarantee there's Germans a German get word on for this. this. Mm-hmm. Or they yeah they, they really got, already got on. They it. Got They've it. got, got some long ass word that somehow perfectly and mm-hmm. captures this idea. So if anybody's got one, for love of God, send it into the podcast <laughs> email. Podcast did you say the there was that, uh, that one that yes, one website. The, uh, dictionary of obscure sorrows or something? I think it's what it's called. Um, yeah, yeah, oh, that's true. It might be there. Although, how do you search it, though? Uh, that's the thing. You can't, I, can't, <laughs> so I can't find it. How do you look I for it? it? You to tools? just read the whole dictionary. Oh, geez. Yeah, actually. That seems like a good... We probably also need to read the whole German dictionary, too. I'm going to try to just crowdsource this first. So if <laughs> anybody knows a term for this... <laughs> Always crowdsource it. It's first. about the feeling. The feeling, not the investment, the feeling that's associated with this. Mm, send it to podcast podcast.bsgosh.net. The feeling of just having invested. That's the when it hurts bad to do so. Right. It's, it's a combination of the sorrow and the pride at the yes. same time. So that's sorrow, it's capturing that <gasps> moment. It's, yeah, it's the pain of loss. Praro. Pain, pride. It's the pain of loss, Pr- pain, pride. <laughs> pride pain. Pain of loss combined pain. with the pride of knowing that it was the right decision. Mm hmm. Whoa. That's the definition of what word? I don't know. <laughs> pride pain. Pain pride. Prane. <laughs> I don't know if we're going to be able to portmanteau our way out of this scenario. Uh, the Germans do it best. You they know? do. They do. I'll wait. With, 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 I'll wait. They're good engineers and they're good at engineering words mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Well, we'll just, we'll just put that question out of the universe yep. and see what comes back. We're going to boomerang this shit. Yep. Okay. All right. Speaking of questions, let's get on to some questions. These questions come from our listeners over at podcast.bscotch.net. If you'd like to get your question onto a future episode, you can just go there and then do it. <laughs> uh, but ask a good one or else we won't answer it. Yep. Because we, we can't we can't yeah. get to them all. We'll also ask a good one that's somehow related to the podcast. That'd be a good idea too. Not just a good question in the general. <laughs> yeah, related yeah. to the general stuff that we that we tend to talk about would be. Because yeah, good- I have seen actually a bunch of good questions that are just way off base. You know? Do I mean? you have an example? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna <laughs> I'm not gonna throw anybody under the bus or anything. But get your bus pants on because <laughs> you're about to get thrown under it. <laughs> and right. they'll keep you safe. First question um, comes from anonymous. I wanted to ask are bus pants are these <laughs> <Those laughs> the pants you wear to get ready to get thrown to get under, through under, the under the bus okay cuz they have lots of they have lots of like little hooks on them so you can just get hooked under the bus okay? <laughs> now you're in there now. now you're in there and actually that's how you take the bus to other places <laughs> okay, so it's this is actually a way to get around the fare system the ticketing system yeah, and so it's so also way, public <laughs> transport it's also <laughs> a way to bus, get around right the the pain of being thrown under a bus mm. yeah. so now you actually you leverage your bus pants mm hmm into, you can just be a jerk to somebody. If only whatever. we had a throw word. under the bus, you're like, cool, this is exactly what I want. This is where I live. <laughs> you get hooked onto it, and you just go whatever you want If for only free. we had a word for describing the pain of being thrown under a bus, <laughs> but knowing that in the long term, you're safe. Saying- <laughs> it's about right. Yeah. <laughs> Someone give it to us. They need it. It just isn't a word for that. Okay. Oh, maybe there is. All right. First question comes from anonymous. As game devs, how do you feel when someone says they want to play a game where you can do anything? I think go outside. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you already playing. You what? already can do anything. What does that even mean? Oh my god. <laughs> 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 you what? Know, I think you could do anything. Usually, all Any that, though? all that really actually really. means is they just want to have a big world. Or just it. play Grand Theft Auto. Or play Grand Theft yeah, Auto. I think. I think. Yeah. My to that would be go play Grand Theft well, Auto. Because if you want to you. do anything, what are you really saying? What's the power what are you that really you're, saying? What's there? the power that you're missing that you feel like you need to go do? Because it's either I want to go like murder people. It's something that you because it's something that you can't do in the real world. Otherwise, you'd just go do that, right? Yeah. So. So why not just get a game that lets you do the thing that you want to do? Yeah. Just because between all the games. Just get collectively. Yeah. Yeah. Thing. With games, you can do. You anything. can do anything. Why so do you just, need to pack it all into? one? Don't put the responsibility. This is of, your problem. Yeah. <laughs> also, yeah. <laughs> just do <laughs> some introspection and figure out what you want. We yeah. And the best, every- the best way to be able to do anything is to become a game developer because you can make your own universes in which you can mm-hmm. do whatever you want. But then, whenever you play it, you have spent so much time making it that you find almost no joy in it. That is yep. true. That's just life. <laughs> <laughs> The only thing you can't do is feel happy. <laughs> <laughs> but you could do anything else. Next, so next question. Next question comes from... Not my problem. I am Cade. Have you ever had a bad experience with a game you were looking forward to uh, and having it not live up to what you expected? Yeah, but I don't remember. I think, it, well, no. Diablo 3, the first time around. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that whole real money auction house thing was a, was a real shit in the stew. Yeah, <laughs> It was, it was such a bad idea. It was and almost it, well, unbelievable. It was so. It was so blatant. I mean, yeah. I was. I was. I was taken aback at just how naked it was. They were just <laughs> or like, nude. They were just, just like. like <laughs> we realized that in Diablo 2, people often exchanged items, mm-hmm. and the game actually developed its own economy. There was a certain ring called a Stone of Jordan. Mm-hmm. People were abbreviated as Soge. Mm-hmm. And, it, and because gold was so plentiful in the game that gold was hyperinflated and became useless as a medium of exchange. So mm-hmm. instead, people found – it's basically a Bitcoin situation. Yep. Sodges, you had to mine them. Yep. You know, they, they dropped, they dropped <laughs> at a certain rate from certain bosses. The Stone of Jordan was the original Bitcoin as yes. it turns out. Yeah. Yeah. So you would go and you'd, get, you'd go get your sodges mm-hmm. and then if you wanted to get like a super badass legendary item, then somebody would be like, yeah, I need 10 sodges for this. And you're like, shit. Mm-hmm. And you got to go figure out how to get those sages, or you find a good item, sell those for some Sajas, mm-hmm. and then you go and go make mm-hmm. your trade, right? So, so the players developed their own currency using the mechanics of the, game. which is part of the fun as, as a awesome. community, right? It's like, what are we going to use? Yeah, it's just a fun thing, and then yeah, Diablo three rolls around, and they're... Blizzard was like, how do we take a cut? How do we <laughs> how do we get in the middle? The which I think was was so weird for them in particular too, because like they've well, they've they, generally done such a good job of just sort of knowing. Where to deliver value and when to ask for payment for that value. Were they already bought by Activision at that yeah, point? Because that might so. explain everything. Sure. Yeah, they were. They were bought by I believe Vivendi, and then that got into Activision or something. It's like, like a that. Russian nest. Well, Vivendi all owns all Activision also. Okay, right. So something, Someone something, owns... some kind of ownership exchange happened. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so but I, it wasn't Blizzard operating fully independently at this point. But I, for for me, the thing that made it so bad was that. Was that they changed everything about the loot system? Yes. So that most of the time, the items you got weren't useful for you, and instead, they were intended to make you sell them mm-hmm. on the real money auction house, so that Blizzard could take a cut from the middle. You know, like they they changed every mechanic of the game. It was so weird. It was. It's like what the, the game. This is the like game, this is like boardroom game design. Yeah, know? the game by <laughs> itself was already so good. Like, like just take Diablo two just make it better. Just put the graphics you're good up, to go and then I like well, up those graphics on level 3. And this this is something I actually look out for as a, as a dev or any creative. If you have something that you're putting something new that you're putting into your design when the whole thing already works and to allow that thing to live in there requires basically reorienting how the whole design of the thing works to to essentially serve that new piece, you really should ask a question. It's like is this is this really what we need to be doing? Yeah. <laughs> is this really doing what we want? Cuz that's a mm-hmm. that's what a, do we want? That's a makeover of a game, right? Um, in this well, case, and you, and you have bad. to understand that that the types of monetization that you choose for your game is going to inform the design. Yeah. And if you decide, you know, like Diablo Three is such a perfect example. If you decide that you as a company need to make money every time somebody kills a monster and a piece of loot drops, then that's gonna that's gonna change it's just some things. weird. That's gonna change some weird choices. Things. Choice. Uh, yeah, I agree. But they oh, it's great now. Players they undid it. it. Well, and it also created this bizarre thing where a bunch of players were like, ooh. I'm going to play Diablo 3 as my full-time job, and I'm going to sell things on the Real Money Auction House as a career mm-hmm. now. And it created this weird, like, subculture of professional loot farmers. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the whole thing was weird. And then they ripped it out after a couple years and fixed the game. Yeah, it's so great. That was, it's a great game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Necromancer's so. probably my favorite class I've ever played in uh- – one of those games, yeah. Before. So sometimes the Witch Doctor a, is pretty satisfying though yeah. with the spider jars and mm-hmm. throwing jars of spiders. head, <laughs> throwing huge toads at people. Yeah, it's so good. But but the spider a, jars. I just like, I just love the idea of these of infinite jars of spiders. <laughs> where you are, just, are you getting them? <laughs> he got, he's just got them because there's is, something is, he's got a loin, he's got a loin, he has got a he does not have pockets, just loin yeah, there's cloth. Something, there's something that feels like it makes sense about summoning spiders from the ether, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like, cool, that's magic. What it where seems like? Where'd the jars go? You know, I mean, question. obviously you could summon a spider because that means there has to be like some place in in whatever the place that these are being summoned mm-hmm. from that's just a bunch of jars of spiders. <laughs> right? There's like some dude sitting down here putting spiders in jars, just waiting for the witch doctor to summon right, them into the other universe. Either he's summoning them or conjuring them. Yeah, and of course you you don't conjure spiders. No. That's ludicrous. Yeah. They have to be summoned. Now sung. here's a question. I guess you could summon the spider and conjure. You're the jar also assuming that this is a one part process. It's possible that he's summoning a spider from one part of the world and summoning yeah. a jar from Right, like somebody's about to make you know strawberry preserves or something, <laughs> and then just boop, their jar is gone, <laughs> and somebody else is like petting their pet somebody spider. else is hanging out with their spider, boop, spider's gone. I like the <laughs> idea that it, this happens else like first the the spider is taken from someone and then put in someone else's jar just for a brief moment, and then just yeah, they they it, it, long then enough it disappears and for the world. Yeah, with, for them to recognize, like you're you're doing something with your strawberry jam, and then there's just this huge spider just appears oh, so in your you're jar. Saying and you're like, saying the, <laughs> the spider goes in the jar first, and, yeah, then, and then they then it come goes. together. Because I feel like if his if the whole thing with the witch doctor class is that they cause horror, you know. Then then that that part has to be part of the problem. That is horrifying. That's where but, the extra damage comes from <laughs> is just the fear that the person making strawberry preserves uh-huh. feels That gets I, imbued <laughs> into the jar. Yep. It is just, I mean, it is hilarious to me though that, that, that whoever designed the, the concept, that that was what they wanted was, it wasn't just Throw spider. throwing spiders. It was throwing jars of spiders <laughs> <laughs> for some reason. You're not uh, going to hold a spider. <laughs> Spiders are dangerous, Adam. Yeah, they'll bite you. But then but you just like, then you're just breaking you have infinite glass that you're just now breaking. Well, that's amazing, that's you know? part of the damage. But mm-hmm. you'd think you'd also damage your spiders. You no, know? they're fine. They're very they're – very the Where spiders never take damage. You know? mm-hmm. That's true actually. And so then yeah, you summon invincible spiders. Put them in glass jars. What happens that to – do the spiders disappear or do they die? They I die. assume they end up getting – they, oh, they do die. I so like the idea percent. that if the witch doctor threw <laughs> the spiders but literally just as a projectile. Like the spider died on impact. <laughs> <laughs> It's just there for fear factor, you know? Yeah. The spider doesn't do anything. It because, you're, But you're dead. just hoping it doesn't get on you. Yeah. So, then you're so stunned hoping the spider doesn't get on you that you just get hit by it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Without even... <laughs> without a blink, it. horrified. yeah <laughs> I think that was the only game... It's better than throwing a rock, you know? That was the only yeah. game in recent memory that I played where I had a lot of hype for it. Um Yeah, I was excited it was, about it because I, I love Diablo 2. I had so yeah. much fun with that game. Mm-hmm. I was so excited about Diablo 3 coming out. And then it did. And I was like... Shit! Oh, yeah. There's been a few that I've. Given. I mean, I kind of felt the same about. Honestly, while we're talking about Blizzard, I, I kind of felt the same about StarCraft Two. Yeah, because they mm. broke. They broke. I mean, here's the thing. It was it was a mixed bag mm-hmm. because StarCraft Two is amazing. This, like compared to the original StarCraft, especially, oh, yeah. everything about it is just incredible. But I was kind of hoping for a complete package. Mm-hmm. Uh, because in the original StarCraft, they had you played all three races and played through their campaigns. But in StarCraft Two, you only got the human campaign, mm-hmm. and then you had to wait like a year, and then they released. I never played their campaign. I never bought the other ones. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. uh, I, re- I really enjoyed the first one, but I was like, well, I didn't even remember that they didn't do that. <laughs> yeah, nah. yeah. So yeah, that was that was mixed. But I that. will say, I've had plenty of instances where I like get a new Steam game, but just looking around and reviews are positive, trailer looks nice, go play it, and then I'm like, what is happening? You yeah. know, this has happened plenty of times, so I feel a little bamboozled by the yeah. overall Yep. Thing. Now, it's, it's also the case that I've, you know, just about any mobile platformer. Yeah, we've I've been played, trying a lot of this. We've been trying to find good ones, and, you know, if only somebody was making one. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. But, you know, yeah, we'll get there. Nobody we know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, we are. We are making one. All right. <laughs> Next question comes from Hacksplixer. You like free software, so would you like free games with no money-grabbing system? I'm thinking for your jam games. So I'm not sure if they're asking if we would like to have free games well, or here, to make free I games. want to make a correction. I don't like free software. I like good software. Yeah, I like good yeah, software, Yeah, Some too. of it is free, which is great. Not yeah. very much of it, but not some very much of it is, it. though. Uh, Inkscape being one of those things. So And Linux. And Linux being another. Mm-hmm. So those are the two. Those are basically. It. <laughs> yep. I reasonably Audacity priced it actually is good. Audacity's free. free. Yeah. So it I like looks really like it was made stuff. 20 years ago. Actually, probably was That's made part of its charm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So as far as, uh, as far as free games go, I don't care if they're free. I have never cared that games are free. What yeah. I care about is if they're good. So well, here's another question. Cause it cause baked into this question is this, this phrase money grabbing system. Mm hmm. I think that's an interesting mm-hmm. phrasing. I've only seen it used when somebody just doesn't want to pay for something. Yeah, K- grabbing my money. Yeah, <laughs> I got all my money over here. People keep grabbing it. Yeah, they ca- they'll call they'll call an event a money grab. You know, like when somebody releases uh, a sequel or something, and people are just like, they're they're only doing this to grab my money. Like they're not it's very strange. I don't know. It? I don't. know. Yeah. It. Well, it's it's a it's a very particular framing of the question. Money, so also (laughs) called, yeah, also referred to as selling things. Yeah, it's called selling things. Uh, So, because there is an exchange happening. Well, just having your money taken. (laughs) So, that kind of begs the question. So, um, basically, the question is: what? At what point, as a dev in particular, do you have what what feels like the right to require someone to pay you for something that you made? Because um, somebody can always say no. Yeah. yeah. Which then, is why then you just always have that right. Yeah, which is things. why at any time you have the right to charge for anything that you've made mm-hmm. and anybody else has the right to not buy it. Yeah. That's that's just a free market right So there. as far as our jam games go, they are all free on itch. you just go play them. Uh, yep. We also have four of our games that are completely free. They don't even have ads in them anymore. You could buy IAPs, but we're not good at that, so you don't have to. By any stretch of the imagination. And interestingly, we got got called greedy for putting in our purchases in those. Yeah. And we made far less money than we did when we just charged for the game up front. Mm -hmm. And people didn't call that greedy. And I don't understand what this word means. (laughs) It's, It's because when you as a player already have something and then it's requested that you pay for it after you've already acquired Then that's greedy because it, that it's already yours. Exactly. You know? If and then, you buy it up front, it and you sounds, never had it to begin with. This is so the thing. It sounds fine. unreasonable, but it's actually true. So, and, and this is an interesting note as a dev is that all the reviews we've seen for our games because we publish plenty of free ones now and then Crashlands. And uh, if you publish a free game, your your review score is always going to be lower than it would be if it was a premium game. A good, like, at least half a star. At least half a star, yeah. if not a full one. And a big part of it comes from whenever you ask for money, when someone already has the thing then they feel bad. There's some just mad. about. Yeah. It. I think it's like, I, you know, you kind of get it where it's like, if you go to say the grocery store and there's someone, and they're like, Hey, would you like to try some boar's head deli meat? And you're like, yeah, i get, get a free sample. And yeah. You get a free sample. <laughs> and then they're like, how about you take this package with you? It's $4. And you're like, no, fuck no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I came here for the free stuff. Uh, got, got Although, but yeah, but you're not angry about the fact that to get a to get a whole pound of that boar's head delicious meat. That's true. You got to pay money for it because mm-hmm. you're like, I understand how commerce works when you're in the context yes. of a grocery store. But for some reason, when you go into a, a video game store mm-hmm. on on the internet in particular. Uh, you're just like. No, I should be able to have all this for free. The just rules period. of the earth don't apply in this realm. Yeah, <laughs> so <laughs> I need everything for free. Yeah, it's a, it's an it's an interesting one. I think uh, there are plenty of our games for free that you can go get. They'll just go do that if you don't want to pay us anything. But they all got those money grabbing schemes. It's <laughs> just the dumbest. They, way. Do, <laughs> they do all have money grabbing schemes because I think the other thing it's about is that when it's so. It's almost applied like a meme now, right? Like it, there was a point probably where it was a good word to use with reference to a very particular thing. So you know, like the Diablo Three Real Money Auction House, for example. What? Yeah, I think we could maybe call that's that money, a money grab. grab. That right? was a bit of a. It was a bit of a money now. Here's, now here's, <laughs> here's the problem well, because because there was no. It actually made the game worse. Yeah. Right. Like it was no added value. There was no exchange that you were getting that you otherwise wouldn't have gotten. Right. There's not added yeah. value. Its play. only purpose was to put money in the right. hands. So, so yeah. I think this this is my actual beef with with just sort of using some of these terms when someone's literally like, I made a game and I'm asking you for money and you call it a money grab because you ruin the ability of anyone to talk about an actual money grab when someone performs one in a realistic context. Words have meaning. Well they don't actually if well, you no, they, overuse the like, shit. Yeah, that's right. what I'm So saying. they need to have meaning. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they need to. It's uh, it's always I guess one of those interesting things where it's like You know, you want indie devs, you want more indie games, but then when people ask for money, then you refer to it as a money grab when it's not, you know, in a context like this. And so, I don't know. It's one of those things where it's like, come on. Yeah. And I think as a, I know there are a lot of people have the philosophy that just, that software and games or whatever should just be free.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And that's a beautiful thought. No, it's an absurd, Mm -hmm. horrible stance. Yeah. Um, Because what you're, what you're actually saying is I think people should make things for me and not be compensated Mm -hmm. for it. And I think it's completely within anybody's right to do that—to just make a thing for free and give it to people. And it's—and it's really spectacular and amazing that there are people who do that. Um, but the fact is that even that almost every good piece of of open source, you know, free thing that you, that you have around you is not actually free. Somebody's paying for it because it's somebody time is required to make. It. So you do it yeah. like you know my 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 current programming language of choice, Node, right, is an open source, free, freely available thing. Except that the foundation that that develops it has is sponsored by Microsoft and Google and all these companies that throw a fuck ton of money at them because they understand the value of this thing. They're paying for it, and then we pay for it in turn because we see ads from Google and we buy Microsoft right. Windows from Microsoft. Right, so we all have to pay for this stuff. Somehow. Someone's paying for it. Someone has to pay for it. And the idea that somebody should just make it for you. Uh, it's some, something I've seen a lot of well, in it's certain segments of the gaming and open source communities, mm-hmm. and it's it's uh, it's gross. That's well, not an attitude you should have. Well, that's that's, that's where that 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 hardcore pirate attitude comes from. Yeah, because I know there, there's a lot actually a faction of people who are very proud to pirate everything. Like it's a it's a point of pride. Yeah. to never pay for software or anything like that. Well, it's one of the tricks of not having self awareness is to take pride in all of your failings. Right. <laughs> That on a T-shirt, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, and failing to realize that all the stuff that makes your life better or that you that you want to have, somebody had to train their whole lives to get the knowledge to make it, and then invest all of their time into creating it, mm-hmm. uh, and then you just take it, you take it. So yeah, I mean the reality is the gross. the only reason that games cost as little as they do is because the market's so big. Yeah. So for example, I mean, Christians took us two years to make. It's three people, two years of human time. And you dollars. get it for like seven bucks on mobile. Like, just shut up. <laughs> just shut up about it, the idea of it, the money <clears throat> Because I mean, the reality is that that you get to these scenarios where it, I think if the reason it's only that, that it's able to be seven bucks is because of the fact that there's so many people yeah. that potentially buy it. Because the actual total value that was put into that, you know, three people being alive at a reasonable rate, uh, or even if you count them as software developers, then you, of course, the income or the uh, salary goes way up for something like that. But even just three people being alive for two years is kind of an expensive feat, you know, in and of itself. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just yeah, – just weird. Yeah. So now I will say you – know, this took, this took a, a little confrontational turn here. <laughs> uh, but I, I think it's important to – so as far as, you know, back to the original point of the question, it, whether somebody puts something out for free is not necessarily a good or a bad thing. It, the relevant question is, is it a good product? It good? Is it a good piece of software? Mm-hmm. Um, but I I do I do agree with the general idea that just to be be careful with your phrasing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So use. Well, we took such a. We also took this stance because every time I know every time I've seen money grabbing as a just as a phrase, it's in the context of somebody complaining about the fact that they have to pay for something. Just period. Right. And Even though coming, they do get something. Yeah. Their, which is not yeah. to say that that's what the the question asker was getting at or anything like yeah. that. But every time I've seen it that way, that's what it meant. And it and it was exactly that mindset that. It's like when people say, why should I pay you to make art for me? You should make art mm-hmm. because you love to make art, right? It's exactly that same attitude, right. Right. Um, but then in the games industry, and it just makes me so angry. So this is also this is an interesting. <laughs> yeah. This this kind of comes back to an interesting question in game design. So I'm, I'm talking for just a second about uh, the upcoming uh, expansion in World of Warcraft mm-hmm. and one of the changes that they've made, which is uh, it used to be the case that there was – two types of server that you could play on. You could play on a PVE server, which meant uh, no other player can ever attack you, period. And then there was PVP servers, which meant that in most parts of the game, uh, you could fight players from the opposing faction. So you're just out in the world doing a quest you know, you're at Orc. You see a gnome, and you're like, "I'm going okay. kill mm-hmm. Right, and then you start I got fighting. my your, bus pants. Yeah, I gotta get you bus <laughs> pants on, gnome. Uh, <laughs> Good for and, and it was generally accepted that because everybody on a PvP server chose to play on a PvP server, that that they wanted that experience of like not quite knowing whether or not you were going to get into a it's, fight. It's very thrilling. It's very out. exciting. Yeah, if you're out for a question, you're like, "Is someone in the bushes? gonna <laughs> yeah. get murdered." So <laughs> very exciting. So. In, in starting, I believe, uh, on Tuesday of this week, uh, there's a there's a pre-patch preparing for the next expansion where they've removed the concept of PvE and PvP servers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and instead, they have added a, a toggle that you can switch on on your character called War Mode. When you're in War Mode, your character can be attacked by anybody from the opposing faction. Uh But you gain a 10% XP boost for all the questing that you do Mm -hmm. and you gain access to a handful of special sort of PVP-centric capabilities. So risk – greater risk, greater rewards. Exactly. So what do you you guys think? Oh, this is horrible. Yep. (laughs) Now, what do you think the response to this was? I'm sure the PVP PvP players are like, yes – they're like, this is already this is, what I was doing. Yeah, exactly. Now, now what do you um, think the what do you think the rest of the players said? They said, Oh, now we have to Yes. Yeah yes, we they have said, to I am being forced yep. to be a to, to put myself into a position where I get attacked by other players so that I can level up faster. Yep. Um and so there's this huge outpouring of rage mm-hmm. uh from players who are, quote, being forced to do this thing against their will. Right. <laughs> uh so this this is, I think it kind of comes right back to this question of of being forced to pay for a product that you want to have, right, yep. <laughs> which is failing to recognize the exchange that's taking place, right, right? Uh, and just and just only focusing about – only focusing on what you have to give up without acknowledging the thing that you're also getting right. in exchange for that thing. Yeah. So, so this, this, this isn't just limited to commerce. This is just a general human – Oh yeah. Thing. Entitlement right. issue. Yeah. Well I mean you just yeah, you're you're generally thinking about your half the equation. It's right. Other people adapt. get to have this thing. And yes, of course, they ha- also have to give something up. I want to have the thing. But I don't But I give don't want to give something up, up. And I'm outraged. Why that can't you have they that? have it? Why can't I just have mm-hmm. it? Without the other part. But <laughs> <Or> they also <laughs> This is definitely like a this is generally going to be a nerve point for most game devs if they've been in the industry for more than like two years. Yeah. If you release at least <laughs> one game because Honestly, like the amount of just nonsense that we read, we've, well, been, uh, we've been accused of of stealing children's lunch money yeah. before. Mm-hmm. All kinds of fun stuff. But I remember when we when we first put out Beastcatcher ID in Quadrupus Rampage, we included a feedback button because we were like, we want to, we just want to actually take advantage of this new platform For we bug have reporting. to get bug reports and yeah. stuff, right? Uh, and all we got was just this deluge of people. Just expressing hatred and vitriol because of buying things in the game. Yeah, that was it. That was the only thing that came through. What well, this happened in mechanism. Super Mario Run? Yep, people were yep. so mad—not that they got the first hour of the game for free, but that they didn't get the rest of the game. For free. Yep. <laughs> so it's a—it's real weird. So I mean, this is part of the reason why we—we've you know, clamped down our communications generally. Oh, very, yeah, very tight, really, really tight. Um. When it comes to any communication requests we do, I mean, even the hill, you'll see like the, the most recent one that, that just went out. There's a request for like, oh, yeah, if you have something good that you want to share, feel free to reply and we'll look at it. I haven't got anything horrible in there yet, but you will. I, will. <laughs> I guarantee I will. And this is the shitty thing because it's like we love actually connecting with people about stuff, um, about especially about the games or, you know, but there's you can't ever you can't ever have a channel that's just negative free when it comes to stuff. I mean, I think we're doing a pretty good job of that with our Discord. Oh, yeah. Our, our Discord server, because, I mean, it's it's our community. So mm-hmm. we, we enforce the rules and we have a team of fantastic moderators who also understand what we're trying to build. Um, so we've, yeah, I, th- I think our Discord servers, I, I have no idea how we're going to keep it that way if we get, you know, thousand several people thousand there. people yeah. in there at the same time. It might just be. Just mad chaos, I don't know. might just have to burn it down at that point. who knows? just can't have yeah. nice things you know well we'll we'll see when we get there <laughs> we'll see. so uh all right, next question comes from a coffee chemist. You guys are allowed to take one creature and one character from one of your games. Who and what would it be, and why take personally, I take it, just take, take it. it. you just have it now, <laughs> okay, it's yours. <laughs> Uh, personally, I'd have a Zug because it's super cute, and I can find a way to have it charge my devices. Mm. Then I'd also have Juicebox because his single mind for what's important to him would keep me productive when I feel lazy. That's that, cute. that is fair. Mm. Juicebox is kind of like a like a parent, you yeah. know? To, a good to coach. Flux. Yeah, it's like you got to do the dishes. You, know, you gotta you got to <laughs> do your job. Go get in there. I don't care what you want to do. Mm-hmm. You got you got to do the thing that I need you to do. I think I would take a bucket. The walrus, the walrus from Quadruped Rampage, because much like the neck of the uh, witch doctor, yep. he just summons buckets, he just summons buckets. Maybe we could help out this construction crew. <laughs> <laughs> street, give him a few more buckets. Uh, no, what well, these guys need is fucking WD forty. Yeah, just yeah. lube up that pulley, guys. I, we should maybe just walk by there and just throw some into the bucket on yeah. its way up. Mm-hmm. Like, make make use of maybe uh buddies. maybe do this. Yeah, I think I would. I definitely take. Bucket, and also because he's one of the least horrifying because it's like kind of a walrus, which people are f- slightly familiar with, versus most of the other creatures. I mean, let's, the government would take it. Just, <laughs> I was like, there's no way around it. You'd you know, walking around with your uh, summon a butter beast or yeah, bring a zug into the world. you like, walking around with a wampet on a leash, yeah, that's not gonna fly. You know, someone's taking it from the it. government, be like, I'm sorry, we need this. We need this one-legged cow hero. Maybe Super <laughs> so science. science. That one might get by because people it's are so like weird. I don't want. I don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have to go with a glutterfly mm. because it it similarly summons things, but it summons glowing orbs, which just seemed like kind of they a do thing explode in thing a poisonous cloud. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so but, you got to be just a little careful. But about only if it. they get a certain distance away, so I can just like catch them earlier. That's true, you know. That's like true. Flux never tried this. I, I assume that if she just like got close and just like. Caught, caught it, it, it'll be fine. You admit, and then you just, you catch just them. yeah, you just yeah. catch them. And yeah. I, I would take a gr18 actually for my buddy, yeah, my character buddy. I would probably go with a, a gallum mm. from the tundra of Crashlands. Wait, which one? I always forget the gallum, and it's the, the, the freaky metapod, the metapod it's the okay. one that's made of crystal that sort of like breaks apart and then teleports around. What would you, what would you do with it? Just I would just have it, just have it. <laughs> yeah, because I think. The, you know, the trouble is a lot, you know, all these creatures are very dangerous. Yeah. And the gallum seems like the kind of thing that probably doesn't have a lot of maintenance. You know, it, like it's sort of inorganic. It's yeah. mostly inorganic. Uh, I don't know what it eats, really. Me neither. Um, <laughs> so, Does it doesn't even. You know, know, I don't know it, know it, it eats. Has a mouth. Who I don't knows? know. I think you do feed it in Crashlands, but I can't remember what you what feed you it get? or what comes out. Who knows if you feed it? Maybe you just like rub yeah, it maybe on Maybe you there. just sort of. Put it, just show it the thing, and Mm -hmm. it just absorbs it somehow. Um, Yeah, because I think, you know, then it's kind of like a house plant. Yeah, it just kind of sits there. Very low maintenance. It'll just kind of float. But also good for home defense purposes. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, because it can be anywhere in your house. Um, It's horrifying. (laughs) Or a part of it can anyway. A part (laughs) of it can, and then it'll electrocute everything. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's you got to be careful because that will probably interfere with your microphones. Mm-hmm. You know, Definitely. in terms, of you, have, you have to buy some real fancy microphones. That yeah. bar would be very upset if you brought a galam in, <laughs> in the office. You brought a galam in the office. Character who I would take—that's uh, a tough one. I feel like one. It just has to be the robots. You know. Yeah, I feel. I feel bad about just like taking. A person, yeah, <laughs> like you're here, or now. even you're like a, now. yeah, quadrupus anything that's fully sentient. Nah. Yeah, that's too much. Just take Juicebox or gr 18 or something. Yeah, just take one of those robot companions. That would mm-hmm. be that would be good. Uh, I am Cade asks, What is the first album you ever owned? Oh, owned oh, back when back when we bought CDs and stuff like a hundred yeah. years ago. Well, I bought my first record last year. Oh, like a, like a vinyl <laughs> record, yep. which That's was very uh, modern of you. That was <laughs> we, weirdly. <laughs> I think it was Ed Sheeran's album. He, he put it out on vinyl. Yeah. It's good. Does it truly sound better? Like people say, it's a I different. can't imagine how that would no, be true. So the, I, I don't know. That it, it sounds slightly different, but uh, it's more about the fact that when you play a record, you have to play it on purpose and then you just like you have to sit there because it's going to flip over. Where you got to flip yeah. it at some point, yeah, you gotta, so you got to do maintenance. You on can't it. you can't queue it up well, and just have it shuffle. It's like Adam's like it. listening to an audiobook, right? I mean, it's a completely different experience from reading it. Yeah. In the same way that if you just are flipping through stuff on iTunes, or whatever else, on your phone in the car, whatever else, it's a very different experience than sitting down, and putting down a record, putting the needle on it, and then and just you, letting it. And you open the window and you say to the to the neighborhood, "I'm going to listen to music now." <laughs> and then you do and it. Broadcasting, yeah. So that was mine. So I assume you also are wearing like a tuxedo while you're probably, you, while have, you're you have a pipe. In I think I <laughs> got some CD whiskey. I bought with Spice Girls, so I'm pretty sure. Yeah, but yeah, I was trying to, I was trying to remember because I, 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 like, I know I had an ABBA CD. You had ABBA and you had Ace of Bass. I had Ace of mm-hmm. Bass. They're very good. I had. We also had some Weird Al, but I don't know who bought it. Weird Al. I don't think that was our first though. No. I had I had a lot of weird out weird We had owl, some Alanis Morissette. Albums. Alanis Morissette. and then we had uh Alanis Morissette and Amy Grant, I had that one. Eiffel Sixty Five. Oh yes, Eiffel Sixty Five. Uh-huh. That you was that, that was much later though, because that was like I think I was in maybe eighth grade. Yeah. When that when mm-hmm. that whole Yeah, the first one I bought, I don't remember. Mm-hmm. I mean I remember I kind of I vaguely remember the CDs we had, but I don't know which one. Well, this is just the first one first. you owned. Yeah. I, yeah. It was probably ABBA. Given the time period, guess. I think mine was probably Alanis Morissette, mm-hmm. you know, jagged little pill, like nineteen ninety five, yep. something like Definitely that. Definitely Spice Girls. Spice Girls. Was just, I was just living it. Yeah, we were we were <laughs> rocking out pretty good. Yeah, we had yeah, pretty. I still listen to those various groups. Pretty sure I watched Spice World, their movie they made. Yeah, I was all about it. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I, I don't remember the plot, but there were Spice Girls in it. Mm-hmm. I don't think there a was a lot of, a whole there was lot of, lot of plot, plot, but there was a lot of singing. It was awesome. <laughs> I think the plot was the Spice Girls are going to do some singing. <laughs> it's basically Let's and, watch. And people are going to try to stop them probably. <laughs> yeah, people are absolutely. like, ah, these Spice Girls. Maybe there's like an evil uh, yeah. villain who doesn't. He who, was maybe called like, like Blandmare. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> He's I called want, like Only Pepper or I something. Only, I only want spice in my world. Yep. I only want salt. <laughs> 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 to be fair, that's not a bad single spice because you have to choose just one spice, you know? That's the spice to choose yeah. if you can only yeah, get that's true. One. If you can only choose one, I don't even think it counts as this. I think it's just right, a, hold on, it's hold a required on. food component what, were, what spices did each girl represent? Because I'm pretty sure one none of, them of them was them, scary. One of them was ginger. That is a spice. Yes. That is a spice. Really. And there's baby, which is that's a horrifying spice, spice. <laughs> which is not a spice. You don't go sprinkling baby on. One of them was a, scary spice? There was scary spice. I don't know, scary, sporty, 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 posh. None of these are spices. Yeah, Ginger. Why did nobody call them out on this? I feel like this is a big no, problem. They're too spicy, they didn't you know? I don't care. I want to see I want to <laughs> see a reboot. Now that we're in the age of reboots, I want to see salty spice. <laughs> <laughs> salty is just really angry all the time. And then there's turmeric S- and Sichuan, Sichuan, Sichuan spice mm-hmm. just numbs you. Yep. Just just frigid. I want to see ghost spice. It's just a ghost pepper <laughs> just, uh, dressed in a sheet. <laughs> With little holes mm-hmm. cut in it, mm-hmm. but also screaming in pain. <laughs> it's so hot in there. Because she eats a ghost pepper at the start of every show. Mm-hmm. Whew. Be that would so be yeah. She's like vomiting while she's singing, and the whole and then Ginger Spice could just come back. <laughs> Ginger Spice is just still there because yeah. she was the only one who ever stuck to this fucking script. <laughs> Good job, Ginger. The Spice Girls got, for the first time, they're like, we need a band name. Uh, we're going to call ourselves the Spice Girls. And Ginger was the first one, and she's like, I, want, I love Ginger. I want to be Ginger. Yep. The other and one's like, other we one's only like, put salt on our food. So <laughs> We don't really know any other spices, so I guess I'm a uh, baby. That's not. Works for me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we get to have one more question. Uh, this comes from The Ugly Turnip, who says, wait, is there a good-looking? What do turnips look like? They're pretty ugly. I'm sure, like, if you're a turnip. You'd be able to distinguish ugly from beautiful. So that's turtles. true. That's, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's. Yeah, like you shouldn't stereotype. Humans mm-hmm. have a very. We're very adept at recognizing human faces, mm-hmm. you know, but probably to like a dog, we all kind of look the same. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And we all might be pretty ugly. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. This yeah. Is a, yeah. You also can't tell. Like, you can't judge a turn Dogs also, like, kind of, they're just all kind of look like dogs, you know? Mm-hmm. Except for pugs, which are ugly. <laughs> <laughs> Well, they're Definitely. ugly by human standards. No, they're just ugly. You know? I don't think there's any standard along with it. Well, which here's the thing. Not. There's a lot of pugs, which means that it's Some probably- are uglier than others. That's true. Right. But I'm saying, like, maybe there's so many pugs because maybe by dog standards, they're just the best looking That's dog. That's true. You don't know. You know, other dogs no. see a pug and they're like, nice. <laughs> <laughs> that is a flat ass face. Yeah, the whole, like, <laughs> those eyeballs are just, bare- they're just barely lo- in there. I love the sound of constant choking. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> it gets me going. Oh, it gets me going every time. Uh, yeah, my my eyes are just too they, – they stay in my head too well. I, you know, I need just, something you can't, that doesn't. You can't be, be so species-centric, you know, because – if mean, by, that's fair. By human standards, yes. Maybe turnips just aren't that sexy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But, but by turnip standards – Who knows? Yeah, you know, there's a whole range. There's that's, a whole range in that's there. That's fair. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, if we ever meet aliens, it's important to make sure that you open up your open up your mind. Yep. To different beauty standards, That's right? Because we have we have no idea no. What, th- what they're gonna need from us. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. So the ugly turnip says, <laughs> <laughs> "What they're gonna need from us?" <laughs> well, obviously they. Wow! What is that? Listen, it's a hell of a way to exit that conversation. <laughs> Get out of the question. Listen, listen, if the aliens not. show up. <laughs> Then they are more advanced than we are, they, right? They need us to what, like. They need us to, to look around to and be. Or... No. <laughs> <laughs> no, they need us to look around. They need us to sit yeah. around and be pretty. And that's what they need us to do. They also need that's what they need us to do. Which means we need to understand <laughs> what they need from us in terms of beauty standards. Sure, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> we gotta because we're gonna be we're gonna be the ones uh, on the bottom of the technological hierarchy. I Haven't cried to podcast uh, in a long <laughs> time. <Good. laughs> All right. The Ugly Turnip says, recently you talked about how you helped create uh, One Epic Night. I grew up on the game and would love to know then, more about uh, it. Can you tell us the juicy bits and how you created the game? I don't even remember. Well, was it five years, six years ago? 2012. 2012. The year the world ended. My favorite part about it was that we did uh, this battery of tests, like a huge QA test. Brought a bunch of people in and we were testing all sorts of stuff. 1,500 changed, people. Yeah. In like one day. We and went to a mall. We did a bunch of AB tests where we we ripped parts of the game out, changed a bunch of things and then we would test the two versions of the mm-hmm. game against each other. And it was like it was a very involved thing and we thought surely there's going to be some good data in here about how people use this thing. <laughs> and so whole day goes by and I'm like very excited. This is my this is my Surely thing. there will be a- <laughs> <laughs> There was your first problem. Yeah. And so we finished this thing and I go and I just sort of do the first crunch of the numbers and just nothing's coming out. Like if there's Nothing is meaningful. So we, for example, <laughs> just for example, we one <laughs> needed to test more things because then one will come out just by chance. I guess. Well, and so for example, in one version of the game, we just tur- we just took the music out. Yeah. The game is just completely silent except for sound effects. Mm-hmm. Uh, We're that, but that, was, that was supposed to be an obvious case. That was one of the ones where like, okay, this should be a thing. Yeah, this is going to change the mood. Right. Because we should People be able to People will notice. We should be able to test <laughs> not only are we like these things that we don't know if they're going to make the game better, but obviously music makes the game better. Right. So if we take it out, we should see this it, show up. And, no, 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 no change in response to any aspect of the game. Then we were like, what if we, uh, you know, we tried things like changing the speed of the game mm-hmm. to make it harder. No, no change. We tried changing the camera to have a much wider field of view so that it feels like you're going a lot faster. Mm-hmm. Right. So like basically leave the game balanced the same, but change the way you perceive it. No change. Um, what else happened? This is just like uh, nothing worked. And it was one of the yeah, funniest things. Every single things. thing we changed gave us exactly the same yeah. outcome. And I felt like such a such a fool. <laughs> well, for <laughs> me it that was that was a very like, liberating uh, moment because people get so worked up on like what are people gonna like, what are people not gonna like? And the answer is people don't even fucking know. No one knows. They don't notice almost any of the things that yeah. you will do. Yeah, I mean if you gave a person the same the same game, with and without music, and we're like, which one of these two do you like better? They'll like the music. They're gonna like the music better. Yeah. But if you just give it to them, Without music in a mall where there's all kinds of shit happening, Yeah, but we give it. them headphones. <laughs> yeah, they were listening yeah. to it. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. But yeah so we give them in the absence of any other of context, and they don't have anything to compare it to now. Yep. Exactly. So people just evaluate something as is. Yeah. So it doesn't really matter. Yeah. So that was that was a bunch of the goofy stuff there. And otherwise, it was a that was just a really fun project to work on because endless runners are so fun immediately. And then it was just like... Then it's just, all, just it's all... It's down all downhill. gravy. Yeah, uphill, you just, Some kind of hill. It's whatever a good hill is, that's what it was. So you just like start stacking stuff in there, and like the enemies make it more fun and all stuff. And so, I don't know, that was a fun one to work on, and they did a bunch of... The designers did a bunch of really interesting and cool stuff as far as uh, the lane change system, and then there's just... There's a bunch of stuff in there that all of us loved a bunch, so... Um, I wish it would have gone as gangbusters to some like subway servers, which I think crossed like a billion... So servers came out two weeks before yeah. when a McKnight did, or something like that. Yeah, uh, yeah the, the real issue was is like we took too long to make the game. Yeah. And this was on the heels of the popularity of Temple Run. There's and a, a bu- ton of these 3D. Bunch of other studios had out. the same idea, and we we launched like a month Probably. a month in to the yeah. sudden surge. And by the time the game came out, most of the reviews were something like Three out of five stars. Game is fantastic and I love it, but I'm sick of this genre. Yeah, yeah. like so. Yeah, so you know, a yeah. so they're not evaluate just you know they're not evaluating it on its merits. They're evaluating, evaluating it in the context in which it was launched, which yeah, is how which this is a really happens. important thing yeah. to note. You know, um, and I was watching uh, a little video from I think it was from Total Biscuit, which about it's called the failure of an indie platformer, which is really good if you're in game dev in particular. And, and one of the things he mentioned was that, you know, everyone thought that platformers were going to have this huge or had this huge resurgence because super meat boy appeared. Right. And, and braid came shortly before that as, as a puzzle platformer. But the reality was that or has been that there's tons of platformers coming out on steam and nearly all of them do very poorly. And including this game that he was talking about in, in sort of in a long, long form. And, uh, you know, he mentions at one point that charging, like trying to charge or showing by, via price that your game is exactly the same as the other ones. Like selling in this case for like ten bucks on Steam alongside all the other ten dollar platformers meant that the price was signaling that there was no increase in quality, right? Yeah. And so one epic now is another example of this, right? Like, it was a free game alongside all those other free runners, and and it's one of those things where like, it's it's just hard to know what would have you know made made that somehow stick a bit better, like like that Subway Surfers game did, or something else like that, besides timing. But yeah, we don't know. We don't know. And and as we learned, probably most of the things that happened Who knows? didn't matter. Yeah. Uh, it was fun to work on the voiceovers though. Yeah, I just gotta go, go screaming. Yeah, so that, that was Sam's voice as mm-hmm. the voice of the night, and we have Sam and I would just go into the like one <laughs> of the office rooms and then uh, just come up with lines and record them. About three quarters of the stuff we came up with got rejected for being too weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's all the stuff that goes in our games now, though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> basically that. Yeah, all that all those cut lines from One Big Night became butterscotch. Shenanigans. Yep. <laughs> um, but some of the ones I was pretty. I don't. I don't remember if we kept the one. Help, I'm being chased by a camera. I fucking love I think that Because <laughs> <get there, yeah. laughs>
1: he Cause just starts running he just into He off
0: running into the dungeon and the camera follows him. He's just like, help, I'm being chased <laughs> by a camera. <laughs> like it was almost like a Deadpool yeah. level of, of awareness. Mm-hmm. A lot of fourth uh, wall breaking stuff. Yeah. Or like, because one of the, and s- several of the designers came up with a bunch of lines and then we took them and sort them of murdered them. sassy. Because yeah, one of the designers w- was like, what about the line, you know, another day, another dungeon. And I was like, "Yeah, except it's night, and it's the same dungeon." So Mm -hmm. So we just put that, just tack that on the end. So so then he goes, "Another day, another dungeon, except it's night, and it's the same dungeon." (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I think the, I mean, the the voice recording was my probably biggest contribution to that whole thing. So that was, of course, my favorite part because that's what I did. Yeah, and now you do the trailers for yeah for our stuff. Started my vocal career, some would say. It helps that, you know, you, you already had a weird way of talking. I do. And I did. But the, Adam and I, and we, we sound completely <laughs> Adam like, and I sound completely different. I will so continue to do so. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, that's all the time we have for this week. Uh, we'd like to thank our producer, Fat Bard, for making us sound good. Thanks to our community moderators who keep our Discord and forums running. If you'd like to, I assume we still have forums. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> uh, nobody's told, told me that they're down. So, yes. They're up. Check them out wherever Mm -hmm. they are. Uh, If you'd like to get more involved in the Butterscotch community, you can hop into our Discord server at discord.gg slash bscotch and come say hello. Also, if you'd like to adorn your body with Butterscotch merch uh, or if you'd like to adorn your desk with Butterscotch mug, we've got mugs and merch Mm -hmm. and stickers and stuff. And those are over at shop.bscotch.net, including the world-famous Can We Not Mug? Which is a mug which says can we not on the side. Mm-hmm, uh, so you can just hold it during meetings. time, yeah, anytime you're in a meeting, you're in the office, people always know that you are vetoing every Everything. single thing that mm-hmm. they yeah. are saying. Yep. Which is an, it's a good power move. Mm-hmm. The only like. thing you shouldn't apply it to is buying it. Yep. Correct. You must buy it. <laughs> yep. That's it's sort of like it's the one purchase you need to make uh to negate to all negate future all purchases. purchases. <laughs> yeah. Uh so yeah it's, that's a, all, yeah, it's actually really good just uh just savings strategy, it is. Mm-hmm. It's an investment, mm-hmm. and the kind of the f- <laughs> I <that> there was <laughs> a a there was a word for how you would feel when you bought that mug, uh-huh. uh, paid. Of but there is a couple so, dollars, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lifetime, <can laughs> anyways. Uh, so if you want to get involved in that whole money grab, that's over. At <laughs> That's over at shop.bsketch.net. Uh, also, if you'd like to send us uh, whatever, uh, like a piece of licorice or something like that, you know, you can mm-hmm. uh, send that over, too. <laughs> I think I'm the only one who likes real licorice, though. The, you yeah, know, the black stuff. Yeah. With yeah, Star you are the only it? one. In the, office, in the entire I mean. planet. No, I'm, yeah, I'm saying you're the only one. <laughs> Your taste buds disgust me. Maybe. They are pretty gross if you look at them. Maybe. but <laughs> taste buds? Yeah. Yeah, they're Hideous. Mm-hmm. Don't look at them. Especially no. the ones in the back. Yeah, those, those are the worst <laughs> they're ones. They're huge. <laughs> Who gave them permission to get that large? What are they doing back there? They're What's trying they to find... It? I don't feel huge tastes back there. Why are they so big? Well, they're, you don't <laughs> feel huge tastes because there's only like three of them. There's like three giant boils on the back of your tongue. I feel like I should yeah. be able to detect... What is that? What's back there? Sweetness? Saltiness. Oh, No, that whole thing is all bullshit. That's all they're bullshit. Just, yeah, just I mean, they're actually, they're still teaching it, even though it's been bu- it's been known to be bullshit for like sixty years. Really? Yeah, the whole like because we parts learned of that, tongue that like tastes twenty like- years ago, I don't know. Right? and they had known it was bullshit for forty years yeah. before that. Dang, science is crazy, man. <laughs> <laughs> it turns out people don't update textbooks, especially yeah. for kids. You know, so we all we're we why all are we learning- paying so damn much for them. No, that's fair. Well, actually, did they cost anything when we were kids? I think it was, it's only college. Well, the schools buy them. Yeah. You know? That's true. So anyways. It's all a racket. It's all a big racket. Mm-hmm. It's all some kind of so – just a big money grant. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, also, if you'd like to send us whatever, uh, you can find the address over at net. Unless you want to send us tips, in which case you do that. At if tips. you want to just send us just big fat stacks of cash. You actually <laughs> has to go through the mailbox, too. You guys are too bad. Although to I'm pretty sure good. that's illegal. So don't. Don't send us cash in the mail. Send it directly to our bank account via tips.bscotch.net. Yep. Uh, and that's all the time we have. Thank you all for listening. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Goodbye. Bye.